Good evening. Testing, one, two, three. Hello, everybody. Looks like we're down a little bit. Jarred you turn around. <laughs> yeah, George talking again. There's not a ball game on there. Nobody wants to watch, so. Huh? Oh. All right. I will sing of my Redeemer. 309 in our hymn books. No? No. It's, it's not in our hymn books, is it? Oh, there is a redeemer. Yeah. Three oh eight. It's in another Play that verse, will you? song I know we haven't sang. I remember way back. Wonderful peace. Anybody know this? Peace, peace, wonderful peace.
Just shy one or two tonight, but we picked up one or two that wasn't here this morning. So we praise God that you're here. We're going to uh, spend just a few minutes tonight in Psalms 1 1. Now, that shouldn't be too awful hard to find. Psalms 1 1. One. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season, whose leaves always shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. 
the ungodly are not so, but like the chaff which the wind drives away, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of righteousness. Lord God, I thank you for the truth of your word. Tonight, Father, just for the next few moments, draw us close to you. Let us, let us just contemplate the sweetness, the promise of walking with you. And I just give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. He starts off very, very sweetly. Listen. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of sinners. Blessed. A quote from a uh, have great regards for Dr. L or Dr. Jean L uh, my brain just went Dr. G. Jeffries I, uh, he was professor I was in Bible school and I hear from him almost weekly blurp shall we say of scripture somewhere and as I was reading this, I got this from him. And I would like to, to read you this quote that he sent to me. It is heartwarming to read something that, that is so concerning with the blessings of warmth. There is so much contempt to make its way to the front pages of our information in our system today. I understand the controversy that is raging over the takedown of direct TV, but apart from the right to know, don't we already have enough available news knowing too much of what is going on is like walking in the counsel of the wicked, is it not? I know folks that listen to the news 24-7. They either have it playing on their radio, their TV, their telephone, something constantly. And you know as well as I, as Dr. Jeffrey says here, am I cutting out or is that me? As Dr. Jeffrey says, that's kind of like walking in the counsel of the wicked because that's all we hear is bad, bad, bad. And then we hear worse than that. And here, when we look at the word of God in the Psalms, he says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. We need to spend time on positive things, not on negative. I was I, I was told this morning some uh, brat came into the office when we came to pray, and he says, "Have you heard the rumor that that uh, President uh, 
Trump is going to be arrested next week? I said, no. Then, yes, I have had someone say, other person say, yeah, they'd heard it or read it or something. But if you, <laughs> if you came to our house, Terry and mine's house, you would see very, very, very seldom is our TV or our radio on the news. It's just trash. And here he says, those who walk in the counsel of ungodly, not standing in the path of sinners, nor sitting in the seats of the scornful, but, now I grab this, I love this, but delight. We as Christians, we shouldn't want to keep up with all the local terrible, awful, bad news. We should want to delight in the word of God. We should want to delight in fellowship with one another. We should want to delight in what God is doing in our midst on the positive side. And here he says, but this, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Not just on Sunday. Not just Sunday school or in church. Not just on Wednesday night. Or I could go so far as not even just in your private, quiet, devotional time. To meditate on what God's doing, it doesn't mean you have to be sitting there reading constantly or praying constantly. You can meditate on what God is doing in your mind, in your subconscious, in your spirit. I know I love to get out in nature and just see what God's doing. I just love it. I, I, just a few weeks, a week and a half ago, maybe two now, I'm not sure, I was out in our front yard and everything was just looked dead as a doornail. And all at once we had a day of warm weather and I got up the next morning and walked out and the tree across the street had just popped. Beautiful flowers God, it's creation. God makes it. Man, the positive things of that, I'd a lot rather spend time doing that than I had hearing about somebody getting in trouble or getting shot or arrested or whatever other garbage there is there. He says, delight in the law of the Lord and in his law meditate day and night and he shall be if we meditate on what God's doing, if we spend time in what God's doing, he says, he shall be like a tree planted by the river of water. Don't have to worry about what's going to sustain you. You don't have to worry about whether you're going to make it another day or not. Whenever you meditate on God, God's got it in control. Someone asked me, some years ago, right after I had my pacemaker and everything, the first one put in, and I was still doing mission work, and I had folks come to me and say, Brother Mac, don't you worry about going overseas and going into the jungles and all with your pacemaker? And I simply said, and I meant it, God can keep it going just like he can anything else. 
If he intends for me to die, I'm going to die whether I have a pacemaker or not. And that's just not something that concerned me because I knew and I know God's in control. We are planted like a tree by the rivers of water that's going to flow through us continually. In fact, Jesus says, I am the fountain of living water. It's not just a drink. You know, this morning, I, I think, Tim, he brought me a, a cool drink. Boy, I was, wasn't even spitting cotton. I was dry. And he, he brought me that drink. And it felt so cool and so refreshing. And if you noticed, I didn't have any trouble the rest of the message. It cleared my throat. When I think about what God is doing in our midst, when we sell out to him, whenever we come to the point where we're drinking that living water, where we are planted by that river that furnishes us, and it says, and when that happens, we're going to bring forth fruit in its season. Doesn't mean that every day you're going to lead somebody to the Lord. But it means every day in our season of life, we're going to live a life that teaches and shows Jesus Christ. Every moment of every day. And he says, whose leaves also shall not wither. I, uh, I watch, as I said, the nature. And you see it come on in the spring, beautiful in the summer. Then it starts kind of withering as it gets hot, hot. And then as winter comes on, the leaves turn brown and they fall off. But whenever we serve God, we serve Him, your man. And He says, you're not going to wither. You're not going to turn brown. And it's not because we're good. It's because God the Holy Spirit lives within us. And the living water that's in us through Jesus Christ continues to permeate and continues to keep us going. And we continue, the word says right here, to produce fruit in our season. And I praise God that even with all the garbage that there is out there, it be next door whatever it is, that we as Christians can depend upon the Lord. You say, how do you know? Well, you read the next verse. It simply says, and whatever he does shall prosper. Whenever you sell out to God, whenever we turn away from the evil, when we don't worry about the, the, the scoffers and all the problems and, and don't sit in the, in the presence of sinners, and we are sold out to God, and we are saying, Lord God, have your way in my life. I'm meditating on your word. I'm meditating on the presence of God, the Holy Spirit. He says, when you do that, you're going to prosper. Now, that doesn't say you're going to have a million dollars, but you're going to prosper in the presence of God. And is there anything anywhere any better than knowing that you're right where God wants you. I don't care if you have two pockets full of money. There's nothing like knowing that you're right where God wants you.
and your spirit is prospering, growing, being grounded more and more in the presence of God the Holy Spirit. And when that happens, he says, that will also produce more fruit, more excitement, more energy. I don't know of anything that excites me anymore than sharing what Jesus is doing and has done in my life and in our church. It's so refreshing. I hear pastors talking about, oh, woe. Oh, woe this and oh, woe that. And I just want to say, boy, howdy. That's not our church. That's not our people. We're not an old woe church. We're a wow church, aren't we, Darla? Woohoo, there you go. We're sold out to God. And then he says, the ungodly are not so. They're not that way. They're not going to prosper. They're not going to enjoy the presence of God. They're not going to meditate on God. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff, which the wind drives away. Now, I, uh, I had the privilege one time in Mexico. We were in a pueblito, small village outside of Aguascalente with the Janies, and some of the ladies were preparing, <coughs> preparing rice. And they had taken the rice, rice that they had, had bought in town. It hadn't been processed. And they took that rice and they had it on a blanket or a material. I don't know if it's a blanket, but a piece of material. And they were taking it, four of them, and they were pitching it up. And every time they went up, it went up, the wind blew away the chaff off of it. That it was not useful. The rice fell back on the blanket. And they did that for a while. And I re it reminded me of what this scripture says. Whenever you have evil in your life, whenever you're living a life that does not bring glory, it simply says, but are like the chaff which the wind blows away, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Folks, if they don't know Jesus... It's just this simple. It's just this simple. If folks do not know Jesus, they're not going to spend eternity with him when he comes again at that point in time. Just that simple. They're going to be blown away like the chaff off the rice. Their life is wasted. I know I, uh, I was told that there are some countries collect that waste, chaff, that blow off the rice, and they use it to make paper. But as I remember there, as they pitched that up in the air, they were teeny-niny, itty-bitty fragments. I can't imagine trying to gather those up to save them to make anything out of it. And that's kind of the way I see this. Those that are sinners, those that are not they're going to be like that chap. They're going to be blown away. They're not going to stand before in, in the righteous. 
but they're going to answer for all their sins. All their sins. Lord, you know, we preached in here. Lord, we work miracles in your name. Lord, we sang in the choir. We were in church every time. We, we gave our money all the time. But if they never accepted Jesus Christ, they're going to hear the words, depart from me, because I never knew you. The chaff that is blown away. Depart from me. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. And it says in verse 6, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. With the righteous, you know righteous doesn't mean you're sinless. The word of God simply says all of sin comes short of the glory of God and that, that's not just from the beginning. That's on an everyday basis. All of sin comes short of the glory of God and God knows that but also those that know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior are quick, I pray, to say, Lord God, forgive me when the Holy Spirit convicts them of that sin. And they say, forgive me, Lord God. But it says here, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous. The righteous are those that know Jesus Christ. That's not those that are sinless because there are none. But the righteous are those that know Jesus Christ. And God says, I know you. You know, I, I, I used to love the, the example of whenever we go before God, that God knows me on a first-name basis. He knows you on a first-name basis. You're not a number. You're not a somebody. You're not an it. But you're a child of the king. And he knows you. And he says, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous but the way of the ungodly. Those that have never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, their way is will be perished. They will perish. Not for a day, not for a week, but for all eternity. We talk a lot about spending eternity with Jesus because that's nice that's good but you realize those that do not know Jesus are going to spend an eternity the very same eternity in the presence of the devil in a place where the fire is never quenched and the worm never it's not a pretty place. It's not a good place. But there's eternity on both sides.
We don't like to talk about that one. But it's so true. And it is so refreshing to hear the testimony of those that know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and share their testimony, their fruits, and their season as God has given. Don't spend too much time listening to all the bad news. I like what Dr. Jeffrey says. We spend too much time there. We may be spending too much time with sinners and scoffers. Let's spend time. Let him speak to our hearts. Father, I thank you and I praise your name for your presence. And I, I thank you, Lord God, for the truth in this passage, the truth in just the Psalms that we have have looked at for just a moment. Father, I thank you now that as we go about serving you this week, that we'll remember that you are our supply. You're what keeps us going. You're what directs us in the proper manner. So, Father, we'll keep our eyes, our hearts, tuned in to you through the Holy Spirit. And we'll remember that you are that fountain of living water and that we need to feed at your table. Thank you, Lord God, for blessing us. Thank you, Lord God, for drawing us close to you. Thank you, Lord God, for reminding us that we need to meditate every day upon you and what you're doing and what your word says we need to do. And we give you praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. I want to remind you once again about the Annie Armstrong uh, offering. If you've not done so, and if God is laying on your heart, please fill out one of these, drop in uh, whatever God lays on your heart, put it in the offering plate, and it will go there. It will go to our North American Mission Board to do mission work in the United States, and we praise God. Boy, we need it. Uh, we need missionaries right here in the United States real bad right now. And uh, we would ask you just to, to pray about that and do what God would have you do. Our goal is $3,000. So you just seek God's face as to what he would have you do. Would also want to remind you, I think, next Wednesday night, we're going to have Sloppy Joes and Chips in, on, uh, in our meal and ladies' Bible study on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Gals, get involved, be a part, and let God bless you in those Bible studies. On uh, the, the 8th of next month, they're going to have a men's prayer breakfast over in the Family Life Center. And uh, uh, we had just uh, Jim Anderson that was at our last one. He didn't get to speak. He will be there and speak at this one. And I guarantee you, you will enjoy his testimony. So come and uh, be a part of that. Miss Cherry, would you like to say something about the uh, Life Speaks Ladies Luncheon? Need to get, okay, if you're going to make this luncheon, ladies, get signed up, get your money turned in, see Miss Cherry about that right after church and get that taken care of so that you can be a part of that.
That takes place on the 25th at 1130 in Family Life Center. Okay. If you have children or grandchildren that are 7th grade and through 12th grade, they have a great opportunity this year to go to a camp at Washita Baptist University. It's called Praise Works. It's a great camp. It's it's uh, they <laughs> they hear the word of Jesus from the time they get up in the morning until they go to bed at night, basically. And I would encourage you to uh, to get those kiddos involved. That takes place July the tenth through the fourteenth. If you have any questions about it, see Brother Thomas. He can give you all the details. And if you know somebody, listen closely. If you know somebody that has a child or a grandchild and finances is a problem, please let us know. Don't We don't want any kiddo that wants to go not get to go because of finances. You let, you let Brother Thomas know, let me know. Uh, We'll, we'll see if there's not some way that we can help them so that they can go. It'll be a great life-changing experience for them. Okay, also the men's spring Bible study, Tuesday the 25th at 6.30. Is that right, Bill? Going to meet there? Be sure and be a part of that. That's going to be Overcomers, written by Dr. Jeremiah, and I guarantee you, you will enjoy that. Brother Harold said this morning, uh, reminded us this morning about going to Lambert's Cafe, the Jew, the, the uh, seniors, glory-bound seniors in their, in their sits, going to uh, Lambert's, meeting here at the church, 9 o'clock at the latest, leaving at 9.15. Is that right, Harold? Turn it up a little bit. Going to leave at 9? Okay, going to leave at 9 o'clock. So please be here. Get signed up. Get on the get on the sheet so he knows how many folks are going and what kind of transportation we have to have and so forth. <clears throat> Any other announcements anywhere? No more announcements? We got them all? That's scary. <laughs> Folks, we praise God for you being here. I thank the Lord that we can come together. Well, I miss you, coat. That we can come together and just worship God. And just let the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts. And say, Lord God, thank you for allowing us the privilege of assembling together and serving you. And I praise God for that. And I praise God for each one of you. Brother Jerry, pray us out of here, would you, brother? <laughs>